Hello to all pioneers, visionaries, and innovators. My name is Janice King. Welcome to Passioners Podcast, a podcast that tells stories of passionate people who inspire us, and hopefully you as well. If you enjoy listening to us, consider rating and commenting on Apple Podcasts. We don't have any reviews yet, and it would be cool if you can be our first public reviewer. In each episode, we would like to convey our appreciation to our biggest supporters. For this episode, we are thanking Angela Hall. She has been our supporter from the very beginning, posting our episodes on our Instagram page and texting me her takeaways and how much she enjoys each of the episodes. Thanks, Angela. I appreciate it. Today's episode is about Alex Amoroso, founder of Cheesecake by... By who? You guessed it, Cheesecake by Alex. Allie Thompson, our correspondence coordinator, is a Winston-Salem native. She reached out to Mr. Amoroso because her mother has spoken highly of the quality of the desserts and service. But this is not a one-person experience. Cheesecake by Alex boasts more than 1,700 Google reviews of 4.7 stars and combined 1,000 reviews of TripAdvisor and Yelp with 4.5 stars or more. This is Ali's first interview recruit, and this episode art is the first illustration by Amar. Just like Mike mentioned in the previous episode, I am hyped to welcome Ali and Amar to our podcast family. I had a lot of fun interviewing Mr. Amoroso with Mike. He has the best laughter. I mean, just by listening to him, you will get a sense of the family-like and lively environment Cheesecake by Alex has. Mr. Amoroso opened the first bakery in Greensboro, North Carolina in 2002. Last year, in August 2020, he opened the second shop in Winston-Salem. So, without further ado, let's begin. Wow, you're like pro at this. (laughs) I'm so impressed. Well, we, we live in the world of Zoom and Duo right now, so, you know. <laughs> Every person we've had on so far, like, they've always had some technical issues in the first couple, ten uh-huh. minutes, we're trying to fix it. But this is the first time it's been this smooth. Nice. It's, well, it's just so good. weirdly <laughs> smooth. I feel like we should fix something, although everything's working. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch it. My name is Alex Amoroso. I own and operate Cheesecakes by Alex, located in downtown Greensboro and a new location in downtown Winston-Salem. Um, born in New Jersey, grew up in the triad, uh, worked in the food business for pretty much my entire life. I come from a big Italian family and food was always the initial conversation we had when we got together. So <laughs> it's not unlikely that I would end up in the food business. <laughs> In your website's bio, you talk about your upbringing in the restaurant business. Could you describe some of your early experiences? Uh, my earliest was working for my father. He managed a a German deli called Mr. Dunbox. It was in Four Seasons Mall. They had they had bakery. I mean, they had delis up and down the East Coast. But most of my brothers and sisters, at one point in time during their high school years, would work for uh, Mr. Dunbox. And I started mopping floors when I was fifteen. Yeah, that was my first exposure to the food business. And I just, 
I really fell in love with the culture and the people and the social atmosphere of it, you know. So, um, yeah, so I was hooked. Um, from there, I started working my way up through cooking at different restaurants and then started managing restaurants, becoming a sous chef. Um, I, I always laugh because I tell my son, I came up the hard way. I didn't go to school to be a chef. I just worked it. <laughs> my son had the luxury of being able to go to college to become a chef. But, um, you know, I, was, I went to the school of hard knocks. <laughs> and what inspired you to start your own bakery? Well, it, you know, it, it kind of evolved on its own. Um, you know, we, I initially made a cheesecake at home for my, my, my wife's mom. Uh, she lived with us. She lived with us for a, a very long time. And she wanted something sweet one night, and I had some cream cheese, and I thought, okay, I'll just whip up the cheesecake, and it wasn't really good <laughs> at all. Um, so right after that, I had some neck surgery, and so I was home for a few months. And the flavor that I was looking for just kind of stuck in my head. You know, I when I read the recipe, I had this vision of, you know, something that was not super sweet and really velvety and smooth, and the one I made really didn't come out that way. So while I was home recuperating from the surgery, I just made a lot of cheesecakes um, and ended up with the recipe that we've got with no intentions of doing anything with it other than just, it just got really got under my skin and I wanted to fix it. Um, and then that, that was kind of the beginning for us. Yeah, super cool. So you briefly explain how you did it and go through the formal education and you like learned everything by yourself. Could you kind of explain to us your professional um, life up until before starting this company? Sure. So um, like I said, I started out with my dad um, at Dunderbox. I went on to work for some larger restaurants, you know, started in the kitchen naturally and learning line cook and the different positions and expediting. Um, and then eventually really got involved with it and went into work for some bigger organizations like you know, Rockola, TK Trips, and those kinds of things, running their kitchens. So I, I got a lot of experience and exposure to the management side and the financial side of running the kitchen. Um, so, you know, that took place for years. And then I had an opportunity to join a catering company um, and become a sous chef with them. I had worked with them periodically during the farmer's market, excuse me, during the uh, furniture markets in High Point. I will take a week off of my job and go and work with them. Um, that's really where I got my exposure into um, a formal kitchen chef, sous chef, that kind of thing. Um, and I really just enjoyed it. So I became a sous chef, uh, was a sous chef for 17 years. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of pulled away from the restaurant business at that point. It seemed that you know, it had already run, ruined one relationship I had with my first wife. Um, I, you live in the restaurant, and you'll hear that from everybody. Um, and I just thought I wanted something a little bit different. I had a, a, my cousin worked in uh, communications and asked me if I'd be interested in going into sales and communications. And with great hesitation, in uh, about four interviews, I decided to leave the industry and do that. Um, I loved it. It was great. Uh, I sold communication systems to counties and, and state entities and that kind of thing. And, and I, I, I enjoyed it. We did it for, gosh, I did it for about seven years. And um, then I started making the recipe for the cheesecakes when I had surgery. So it really wasn't something that, you know, I didn't say, oh, okay, I want to get back into it, become a baker. 
it was just something I did and it turned out right. And then we thought, well, you know, maybe this would be a great hobby. And it just kind of went from there. Um, the funny thing about it all is that, you know, you really don't, we didn't develop a business plan to do a bakery. You know, when I had worked for other businesses and other restaurants, we've developed business plans and, you know, projected P&L statements and all the stuff that you traditionally do when you open up a, a restaurant or a bakery because it's quite expensive to do. Um, we didn't do any of that. <laughs> we just, you know, we the product was great. Um, we went and did a couple of sales. Our first sale was October of 2001. Um, and we got great response from this, this bake sale. It was um, a United Way bake sale. Uh, and then we went to the Greensboro Farmers Curb Market uh, that two weeks later and decided we would try and sell down there for, you know, just a hobby to make some extra income. And it went really well. And the following Monday, and I still remember this conversation, I had to get my kitchen approved through the ag department in order to bake at home. And I remember my conversation with the, the ag officer. He said, do you have pets? And, you know, I've got several dogs. And he said, you need to stop and desist right now <laughs> until you find a facility to bake in. Um, you can't bake anymore. So that kind of led us to all right, do we want to take a chance, you know, and find a small spot and bake for the farmer's market so we have something on the weekends that we could do with that and make an extra income? Um, and it just, it, just, it just escalated. It was, yes, let's do it. Uh, we found a, a location that had been shut down before. Uh, it used to be a bakery. And, um, and then one thing led to another. And three months in, I had to leave my job uh, because I was baking till 3 o'clock in the morning and um, going to work at eight. Uh, and I did that. Um, my wife joined me a year later and it just kind of kept evolving. You know, um, it was a very organic process for us with the business. Um, I always tell people, I don't think I could have written a business plan for the process. It just, it just kind of evolved and we were open to whatever it was going to bring. So I, I think that was the big thing for us is just let it happen, get out of the way, listen to your customers and put out a good product. And uh, that kind of led us to where we are today. Wow, that does sound like really organic. Would you say it was a smooth transition? Like what would you say the most difficult part of opening, starting the business and running the business for you? I think the biggest challenge in the very beginning was standing in front of the location, deciding on whether or not we wanted to take an equity line out on our house, sign a lease, and buy equipment to do it because that was the leap of faith. And even though it wasn't extremely expensive because we started out with one oven and a very small mixer and I bought a register at Office Depot, it was still a commitment to take this spot and to kind of move forward with this. Um, so, you know, my, <laughs> the conversation was basically, well, we'll sign a year's lease. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we'll have a backyard full of restaurant equipment. <laughs> so. I think that you know, that was our toughest decision. I mean, now don't get me wrong, there's over the last 18, 19 years now, there's been a lot of tough decisions to make along the way. When to expand, when not to expand, how many employees to have, you know, um, there's always a tough decision to make. But that was probably the first big decision is to financially commit to doing something. Yeah. Gotcha. So like just having the leap of faith and just going for it. That's yeah. right. That's right. 
But for me to like take that leap of faith, that sounds like really scary. Yeah, and it, it was. Um, I don't want to lessen that. It, it, it's always, you know what? I, we're raised in an environment that we're always taught to conform to a certain way to live. We take these aptitude tests to tell us we should do this. You know, we're always told you need to work for corporations and save your money. And but you know, human nature can be a little different than that. And I, I'm sure that's the appropriate world for a lot of people. But if you're if you're if you're going to be an entrepreneur, it's a gamble, and you have to be willing to say yes and move forward, learn from your mistakes, correct your path, and keep moving. And I'll tell you too that from day one. They were for every one person that agreed with what I was doing. There was 200 that said, "You're crazy, and you shouldn't do this. You should step away." So, once you decide what you're going to do, and if it's your passion, you know one of the biggest things you have to do is keep yourself on the path because there's a lot of people and there's a lot of things that are going to want to pull you from that path, and you just have to be strong and and just stay focused on what you really believe in. Gotcha. Thank you for that.、Um, this question is from Allison.、Um, you know, she emailed you about Winston Salem. She grew up there, and so she's really wondering.、Um, you opened up a new location in Winston Salem in August of this year. So, what motivated you to pick this location specifically? Well, we had been looking in Winston for, I guess, about four or five years, just to find a spot in an area that we really liked.、Um, Uh, Winston, it, Winston is really spread out. It's got a lot of different shopping districts, but you know, we we had always, even before we opened up the bakery in Greensboro, we had always just really enjoyed going into downtown Winston. Winston, we really liked the arts district, just the community that was built there, and just the character in that part of the city. And after being in Greensboro in something similar to that, we knew that's exactly where we wanted to be. So yeah, going forward,、uh, how do you see your company like moving forward, and do you have any more plans to expand? We do.、Um, you know, naturally in this environment, you know, we didn't plan on opening up a store in the middle of COVID. It just kind of worked out that way.、Um, you know, we started construction early on in January, and the plans that have been put in place from October of the previous year.、Um, So right now we're settling into Winston. We're kind of seeing where the world is going to end up in six months or so.、Um, we we're continuing to expand our wholesale business. You know, we travel throughout North Carolina now and do wholesale out of our Greensboro location.、Um, now it's more of, you know, I, I've become a caretaker of the business. You know, my son is here. He runs the food division. Um, you know, he handles all of my recipes and getting the baking done. We collaborate on new products that we're putting in, and then I've got senior staff that's been with me for ten or more years, and they're running my wholesale. Abby's running Winston Salem, so my job right now is is becoming a caretaker of their future,、um, where the business can take them because they've been with us so long. You know, it's it's a career now for them, and I want to be you know a good steward of that for them. Uh, yeah, I think we will expand. We've got some different ideas on how to set up satellite locations that we could supply from a bigger bakeries that we're doing. So, for instance, the downtown downtown store in Winston is a full bakery. I think we can go in and around the area and set up satellites that don't have kitchens and deliver daily daily to those locations, kind of supply them what they need each morning.、Um, so, things like that that we want to get into. 
the discussion of franchises and things like that we've had, um, and it's not something we said no to. Uh, we just want to make sure that we think through everything we do from here on out. You know, we've developed um, a product line and a name and a client base that we really want to be careful with and, and, and hang on to and grow. Um, and we can't do that if we're just trying to open up lots of locations. So we're always open to it, but um, we'll just take it one at a time for right now. And since we've been talking about cheesecakes for a while, I'm kind of curious, <laughs> what is your favorite flavor? Ah, mine is the key lime. I am just a citrusy kind of guy and I like the tartness of it and the flavor. It's similar to New York, which is which I, what I grew up on, but the key lime is just a little bit more tart. Now, if you ask my wife, she's going to tell you Kahlua and chocolate brownie turtle. So she's a huge chocolate fan. So you've got both ends of the spectrum. I like, I like spice. I like texture. You know, I like those different flavors. So tart, um, the sweet potato is great. The pumpkin is great. But key lime always tops my chart. And wrapping up, what do you love most about what you do um, eating key, besides eating key lime cheesecakes? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think um, I, I like developing new products. But the biggest thing for me is just, you know, having customers that have been coming to us for almost 20 years now and having staff that have literally grown up working with us. I mean, I've got employees that have been with me since high school and have gone to college and have come back and now work full time and manage for me. So, you know, seeing their lives grow and change within our company, that's, that's huge. And that's something I really didn't anticipate. You know, I thought, well, we'll open a bakery and, you know, we'll make some products. And I've always enjoyed cooking for people, but now it's just evolved into this whole other thing about a larger family. And um, that's extremely important to me. And would you offer any advice to entrepreneurs who are thinking about starting their own business? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is think your, think your process through, you know, your product and your process and go with your gut. I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to tell you you can't do it. Um, and you have to look beyond that. You know, do your due diligence. Make sure you, you, you know, you understand what you're getting into. And understand the gravity and the risk of doing it, but don't let that stop you because you're honestly not going to ever do it unless you try. So you, sometimes you just have to put it out there and do it and, and take your lumps and move on. <laughs> so this is a question that um, NPR, how I built this, where they interview entrepreneurs. Uh, mm -hmm. They always ask this one question at the very end. And I would like to ask you. Um, what percentage would you say was your success uh, based on luck? And what percent would you say it's hard work and intelligence and all of that? Um, I'm going to say, I want to say maybe 20% luck just because of the timing we did it. Um, the rest of it is just stubbornness and hard work. <laughs> you know, going back to what we talked about a minute ago, it's just, you know, sticking with what you know is right in your heart and your mind and following through with it and not changing it based on things around you. Just to stay in focus and become the captain of your own ship. You know what I mean? Just, you know, this is where we need to go and this is where I'm going and I'm not letting anybody stop me. And I think that's really important. 
Gotcha. And could you provide us with some stats, like how many staff you have? How many cheesecakes do you make every single day? Mm. Uh, we currently have a staff between both locations of about 28 people. Um, we incorporate literally three different companies, um, which is Winston Greensboro and our wholesale division. We travel the state of North Carolina from Charlotte to Wilmington. We wholesale to about 50 or 60 different restaurants. We sell nationwide through our website. So we go coast to coast with that. And in an average day, um, 180, 200 cheesecakes a day. I mean, we go through literally thousands of pounds of cheese a week. Not, not to mention the other stuff that we make. I mean, you know, we make 24 varieties of cheesecakes, including our sugar-free and our gluten-free products. But our layer cakes, our cookies, our, our croissants, our you know macarons. I mean, you you name it. I mean, we we the the, the kitchen keeps pretty busy. It, it used to be when I was doing it in the beginning, it was myself, a friend of mine. We'd finish baking it maybe noon. And then we'd play hacky sack for a few hours and then we'd go home. Um, now my son's got a staff of six in the kitchen and they're working until five o'clock. <laughs> There's no hacky sack. <laughs> so they keep pretty busy. <laughs> I just want to say uh, I'm actually from Winston-Salem. So it's definitely really interesting to know that you started a, a new cheesecake uh, bakery right there. Definitely going to check it out in the future because it sounds pretty good, honestly. And yeah, I can't wait, basically. And Come down and check us out. It's a pretty cool space. Um, we're <laughs> excited about it. Cheesecake by Alex is a great success now. However, if you dig deeper into the very beginning of Mr. Amoroso's journey, he initially started making cheesecakes because of his frustration that he wasn't good at it. This is what he said in a past interview. I will try to attempt a generic male voice as best as I can. This is by no means Mr. Moroso's voice. In 2002, my mother-in-law who lives with us asked me to make a cheesecake. Well, I, being the good son-in-law, <laughs> made a recipe out of a book. All during the process, I had a taste in mind for the way this cake should turn out. I couldn't wait to taste it. However, when I did, I was truly disappointed in both the taste and the texture. People complain about a lot of things. And many people mistake their complaints as activism or awareness about an issue. I'm realizing true activism, awareness, and desire to change something about myself or the world is doing something about it. To learn more about Mr. Amoroso and other passioners we have interviewed in this podcast, and to see behind the scenes of how we create each of the episodes, follow our Instagram at Passioners Podcast. Thanks, Mr. Amoroso, for entertaining us, but we do blame you for making our mouths watery during the entire interview. Visit their website, cheesecakebyalex.com, to see all of the 23 flavored cheesecakes. This episode is edited and produced by Janice King. Research and interview questions are by Allison Thompson. The episode art is by Amara Heek. Social media photos and descriptions are by Claire Hems. The interview was conducted by Mike Garcia and me. Lana Hatsiomanovic is our illustrator. Fernando Garcia is our web designer. We use original music by Chiazua Gila. The next episode is by Mike about Grocery Shopee, 
a digital application that adds personalized meal planning directly into the grocer's e-commerce platform. It won 2019 Best Technology by Progressive Grocer. Passioner's podcast tells the stories of passionate people and their journeys. My name is Janice Kang. Thanks a lot for listening.